Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Everybody, welcome to Omega Man Radio Marathon. We're coming to you from Australia today, from the Gold Coast of Australia. We bring to you Minister Peter Whiffen. Welcome everybody to the show tonight, Brother Peter. How you doing today? Good day, mate. Good day. <laughs> Good day, <laughs> brother. We're throwing it- some more evil spirits on the barbecue, brother. It's great to hear your voice and. <laughs> There's nothing better to start a day with throwing some demons into the fire. From the Bobby, man. In Jesus' name. I was going down the road the other day, last night, in fact, my wife and I said, it's time to start scalping some demons. She said, what's that? Amen. I said, it's game on again in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Amen. Peter is a longtime friend and speaker here on Omega Man Radio. He's a minister yes. of the gospel and more for those that are just tuning in. Uh, his recently... Uh, released the Names Amplification Bible. He sent me a copy here, and it's beautiful. We'll give you some details on that during the program. But right now, why don't we crank it up with prayer? Peter, you want to start up this show in prayer? Yes, why not? Dear Father God, we love you and praise you. We pray as Jesus said, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in our lives today on earth as it is in heaven. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God Elohim. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more than the number of the sand. And when I awake, I am still with thee. We thank you for your precious thoughts towards us all today. And we hope today, dear Father God, to advance the kingdom of heaven on earth and bind the darkness and ruin the plans of the devil and his evil, wicked spirits at work in the world. We ask, dear Father God, to open the eyes of our understanding. We also ask to be granted to know the truth. And for those who agree, we receive a love of the truth today. We ask for your love to go out 
in all our works, into us, and all our loved ones. In the name of Jesus, we also receive our inheritance of the saints. We ask, dear Father God, in the blood and body of Jesus, the one and only Son, Jesus of Nazareth, to receive the blessing as achieved on the cross, that that be put on our account as our inheritance today as we go forward. Amen. I say amen to that. Peter, the microphone is yours. Well, it's, it's good to be back, and I, I just wanted to say uh, there's, there's most likely some new listeners here, and uh, I haven't been on for a while, so uh, hello to everyone. Hello out there to the um, to the ones that, that know me, uh, and uh, hello to the ones that don't know me. Um, I, I'd just like to um, thank uh, uh, Shannon, Amiga Man, um, at a point where I was at uh, one of my darkest hours, um, uh, I contacted Shannon and, and, uh, he, he prayed for me, remember? And, um, uh, it started to turn things around and, um, the, uh, the appeal to deliverance, the, uh, uh, recognizing of deliverance as an important part of the, the ministry of the church and, uh, for, for, uh, plowing that through like an arrow through the darkness um, I just thank uh, thank you, Shannon, um, for all of that because um, I had been uh, discouraged uh, from deliverance. Uh, I, I had been told not to do it in in the church, and um, I had received several witchcraft attacks and uh, was very scared at one point and stopped uh, pursuing the ministry of deliverance. And it's because of uh, Shannon and and his uh, ministry that. I um, I got excited about it again and decided to um, uh, devote the rest of my life to to this work and um, uh, remember the old prayer groups uh, and the shows and um, we went on a we went on a voyage of discovery then oh yes <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, exploits having great fun and. Uh, also many tears and what had happened to me was that uh, I really felt for the ones that weren't getting delivered. Um, there was uh, a few building up in numbers that did get delivered, but there were some that just could not seem to get a breakthrough. And uh, some of them actually have passed away now and uh, some have got their breakthroughs. And this was the uh, motivation to uh, develop a love of the truth and, and to look into the word. Um, so uh, this uh, started the, the study of the Bible, uh, not to know and get knowledge, because, you know, realizing knowledge is not love. But um, knowledge does shine the light on the love of God. And um, knowledge is required. Uh, people perish, of course, the scripture we well know, because they don't have it. And uh, when I realized that the, that, the, um, that the names had some keys in them, like the meaning of the names, there were keys in the meaning of the names that, that helped us to get some 
some interesting revelations, <laughs> which we shared on the show. And um, that's right. Uh, we 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 had some exciting times, and we were sharing on the on the revelation of the table, and um, why there's a table set up in Psalm 23. Remember that day? Oh, oh yeah. man. Uh, three computers crashed, and uh, we we were having a hard time getting that one out. And uh, so we're finding there that the uh, God who made the universe in all his wisdom um, decided to focus his wisdom at the cross of the Lord Jesus. And um, uh, as we went forward, uh, finding opening up to us the amazing many-folded wisdom of God that was achieved with the with the crucifixion and uh, <laughs> I get followed over backwards as, as these revelations were hitting and the beautiful part about doing deliverance uh, Shannon as you know you, you get to test and and uh, try out and experiment with the revelations <laughs> that's right <laughs> and see if they work yeah uh, it's like working out in the gym you and it works. It. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And it works, folks. <clears throat> I remember it Peter. Works, man. And that day, <laughs> we were praying. We were both going yeah. through the backside of the desert. I was in a uh, just a big, empty shell of a room over in Gainesville, Georgia. Got to call me back to America. And uh, I just had a, a, a desk in a room. It had no carpet. It was just a bare shell. And uh, we began to do these programs, and God linked me up with Brother Peter. And we began to pray, and he began to show Peter revelation. And I remember him telling me the story. He says, I have hardly even had time to sleep read for about six weeks straight. God has been mm. taking me through this revelation, and I have uh, basically, he said, um, uh, six weeks produced this work. <clears throat> and uh, he began to do the teaching on the, uh, there's, Deliverance at the table, something I never heard preached before, but which is so true. Got the revelation of that, and that was just the beginning. And as you mentioned, you begin to test these things out, and it began to work. Demon. Yeah, we got some testimonies, you know, yes. and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, it it just opened up to the the compassion. The love, the care that uh, our Creator, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Father, has for us. And uh, if we just go the way, <laughs> we just follow the way. And uh, remember, it's called, what's called the way, right? Before called Christians, it was called the way. So there's a way to go, like way to go. <laughs> And uh, very exciting at the time, um, and still exciting today, man. Peter, the best is yet to come. <laughs> yeah. Just before yeah. today's program, you know, I guess it was yesterday, Peter's time and mine. Uh, I was texting him, and or it was two days ago, and we were setting up today's program, and he was giving me an update on what God has done for him. And uh, this is the be the, the best is yet to come, Peter. It's amazing. Bro, I think amazing. the work is fixing to go into high gear. You're broadcasting today 
from a commercial location. Tell us about your storefront there. Well, um, uh, I think the last time I spoke on a Mega Man, I was in uh, the Fiji Islands. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I'd had a, uh, 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 a pursuit there of sending uh, uh, used clothes, um, recycled clothes over to the islands and uh, had some customers there and um, had plans of, of uh, that expanding. And um, I was over living at the or staying at the, um, uh, the customer's house and um, all of a sudden the, the, the customer got a bit sad at me and uh, they'd been over sorting their own supply yet they were starting to complain about the quality and wanting to go back two years and undo the, the money and, and claim or this and that. And it was, it was completely out of order and unusual because they were actually staying in my house over in Australia doing the collecting and sorting. And um, uh, one of the brothers of the person running the business had come back and he'd been staying at my place and um, he pulled me aside and said, did you know, Peter, that they're stealing all your stuff? Wow. <laughs> oh, man. So... Um, I'd, uh, my mum had lent me some money, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd put whatever retirement money I had into getting this going and I'd slowly chewed that away and uh, my mum had lent me about 5000 and I put that into the last shipment and they decided not to pay me, so I lost it and uh, here I am over there, um, nothing is working out and... Um, I, I, I had uh, a claim in from my uh, – my, I, I lost my second marriage and uh, there was some private uh, retirement funds there, quite a bit of money, but that all went missing and I was trying to recover that and um, I just did a, a personal application to the court for that and the witnesses for this were uh, saying, yes, this happened and everything, but they wouldn't come to court. <laughs> And it was a bit like, oh, man, this is my darkest hour, Shannon. Uh, so um, I'm uh, crying. Um, I'm really upset and emotional and um, also got mugged in the street. And uh, uh, <laughs> I, I I was yelling at the guy who was mugging us. And uh, then I realized, bind his demons. So I start binding his demons and he took three or four steps backwards uh, with his hands in the air and uh took off so uh, wow <laughs> that was interesting <laughs> and uh you know i had a perfect peace in my heart which is something that's happened over these years um a a a very deep peace uh has come inside me and um uh i can be like upset on the outside but inside very peaceful um i, I sort of have a wonder at that and um Anyway, so I prayed and, and, and I'm going, you know, God, this is terrible and uh, I don't know. I, I haven't even really got the money even nearly to get home and I'm still paying rent at home and uh, I'm going to have to be embarrassed there and be homeless again. Because, you know, for those that don't know my story, I, I, I um, was a very successful property developer and builder and uh, I had many millions of dollars. I had... Um, Houses and penthouses and country estates and 
And uh, God showed me in a dream once that I wasn't going to be happy, and uh, he was right. I I lost it all and ended up homeless. And um, I was just coming out of that homelessness when I met uh, you, Shannon. And uh, uh, so uh, after being used to these uh, ups and downs a little bit, I, I decided the, the, the way to go is just to pray and um, try and um, try and keep calm and pray. And uh, God said to me, go and meet them. And uh, I was going to meet them, and, and I went to meet the customers, and uh, they were just nasty at me, and they still haven't paid me everything. And um, I came back from there, and it was my darkest hour. But I had a word in my heart that I will go before you. And, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, that how many have heard that word prophesied over them? You know, God's going before you, and and I'm thinking, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is just hopeless, and um, and that was the word deep in my heart. Don't worry, I'm going before you. That type of word was coming through, and don't meet with them again. They've changed, they've hardened their hearts, and don't bother even talking to them. So here I am staying in their house, and they're not even talking to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. So I get back – anyway, I get back from the uh, meeting, and there's a phone call. Um, this guy had owned a community op opportunity shop, a Goodwill store, um, very successful, uh, ran for the last five years, pastor, and I was buying the clothes from him, some of them, and um, – that's how I knew him. And uh, he had sat me down and said, you know, he wants to retire and uh, would I be interested in taking over the store when he retired in, in a year's time? And uh, I sort of said, yeah. And I, I try not to get my hopes up because disappointment makes the heart sick, right? You've got to be careful on what you put your hopes in. Right. So, yeah, just that's the way you guard your heart, by the way. Um, hope is uh, one of the things we found in the revelations that um, hope is very, very important. Um, actually, the key, uh, it's the key to faith and, and it is the key to, to being a guard, uh, to guard your heart and allow your life to issue. So anyway, there's a text, uh, a phone call from him, same day. Um, I'm sort of like crying on the way back, uh, not thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, my life has just gone from... <laughs> from worse to worse to worse to worse, and and here I am ministering uh, every day uh, to people, help trying to help people, and um, can't even help my own self. So <laughs> he says, uh, "Do you want to shop? I've had enough." And I, and I go, "Wow, yeah, but but I'm stuck in over here in uh, Fiji. Can you wait a few weeks?" And and he said, "Yes." And man, he held that he held that deal open. He was a man of his word. You know, I got this store, I got this store with no paperwork, Shannon. Amazing! Wow. <laughs> yeah, he he just did what he said he'd do, and I did what I said I'd do. And uh, you know, we are we are really good friends. Uh, he he him and his wife uh, actually. Uh, his, uh, his wife had been attacked by witchcraft and, and it turned out that, that she had very big ups and downs and um, uh, I actually 
she was packing up the office here and she was in tears because she was running a woman's ministry in the office here and because of her health, can't continue. And, um, you know, I just felt so sorry for her. I put my arm around her and my arm started burning. <laughs> my arm started burning. Where it was around her shoulders, my wow. arm started burning. And um, I just prayed very quietly, you know, God, let your love come normal way and a pray and um, she came back two days later she said you don't know what's happened something broke off me that day and and she's different today <laughs> praise the Lord Amen. thank you Jesus thank you Jesus you know we, we just see the love of God uh, flow and uh, you don't have to see any uh, you know we see manifestations but we don't have to I I realize, Shannon, that if we just do our job, then God will take the battle. And our job is is to call the kingdom to earth and and uh, in partnership with the uh, with our creator, the loving father who, who gave birth to our spirit, we can, um, in the name of Jesus, bring heaven to earth, bring peace um, to earth. So what I'm finding is now, um, these days, it's, it's, a, it's walking with peace. <laughs> it's, it's a growth happened, you know. And, um, so that same day, I get this shop offered, and then there's an email. I open my email, and there's an email from, uh, from a guy called Frank who, who happened to uh, – hear about my, he's, he's a friend who, um, I went to him to witness some papers for my court case and he said ah, I'll, I'll do that for you and he's a lawyer and he was doing my court case for free and um, he uh, there had been a, a lowball offer come through and um, I wanted to take it because I'm like anything is a lot when you got nothing you know and uh, he said no uh, and uh, he'd negotiated that up, and there was an offer in that which I took. So um, I, I went from the lowest, darkest hour to all things being renewed again and turned around. <laughs> praise God. Yeah. Pray, you know, like, praise God. I'd never wanted this op shop. Uh, I, I'd never pursued it and said I want it. Um, I nearly didn't take it, and uh, I... Uh, I'm thankful to God that I had the wisdom to take it now because it's turned into a ministry. <laughs> um, we, we get uh, people have to work on corrective services. You know, uh, they get a court order. You've got to do community service. So uh, they, they come in here. Wow. And, <laughs> and guess what? They've got to ride in the van with me. And... Um, I get to talk to them for hours on end. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty amazing. So they they go over there and they'll work for the week or weekend, and uh, in exchange they work off uh, some of the hours of community service. Yeah, amazing. And they're un under orders from the court, see. So um, uh, uh, we had to register a proper charity uh, ministry, and uh, these community services people come and and work. Um, so, um, they don't want to be here. Um, they're, uh, uh, they're sour, you know, some of them are sour. 
um, uh, you know, they're under judgments. They're sour. And um, uh, it seems like my life has prepared me to, to handle this, which is another amazing thing. You know, the things we go through, we, instead of um, crying about it and, or, and um, feeling all down about all these things, we, we could ask the question, you know, what am I learning from this? How is this changing me? Is, is this going to work out for good? And, and man, if I had known what I was going to go through, you know, I would have got on a boat to China. <laughs> uh, it's just been so tough, man. <laughs> but, but after going through some of these things, um, now looking back, I, I go, I'm different. I'm different now. And uh, for that, that, I'm really thankful, you know. I'll tell you what, it's literally been going across the, the desert out of Egypt to the promised land. So much has happened in seven years. I was just thinking the other day to myself, how many people that I've known that have even been on this program who have died? I count at least eight people. Uh, that, should, that was the speakers, not alone, let alone people who've called in and uh, they've gotten prayer. And then some of them passed on, went home to be with Jesus. And how much time has passed and how fast it's going. But everything you went through, brother, or I go through, or you go through out there, folks, God is preparing us. If we allow him to keep working on us, there's some great things ahead. I have no doubt in my mind, Peter, that where God has placed you at this commercial store that you've been given, uh, dude, that's a storefront to the world. To minister now just a few days ago you were telling me that uh, you uh, you have cookouts there tell me about that what are you doing well um you know um you know when you go to church um like i used to go to church and i'd um you know we we sing and uh, clap and uh, listen to a message and then it, it ends and then everybody disappears and, and I sort of felt, hey, I, I want to talk to some people. I want to talk to someone. Um, I want to have some fellowship, but everyone's yeah. taken off. Right. You, you ever felt that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, I'm asking God, should I start a church here or, um, you know, start some sort of official-looking thing? And the answer was no. <laughs> no. So... Uh, I start this, uh, okay, so this scripture come to mind. If we lift up, if we lift up Jesus, he'll draw all men unto us. So um, then I'm looking at what's the foundational spirit of Jesus. And it's love, isn't it? It's, it's, it's God so loved the world, he sent his son. And, and there's the root motivation of, of, of Jesus. And um, so I start this barbecue <laughs> and uh, in the car park. And, and man, our car park's rough as anything. It, it could be a movie. Uh, actually, some person said it'd make a good movie set, you know. It's like a back alley. And um, so don't worry about that. We got bins, we got things around, and. Um, uh, but there was plenty of chairs and tables here, and um, and I said, God, okay, I'll start a barbecue, but we don't have one. 
<laughs> and <laughs> you know what happened. Next day, we get donated a barbecue. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we got a barbecue. That's my key to start. So um, I, I just put a few signs in the store, you know, free lunch out the back, and um, oh, about 20 people came. And uh, no preaching, uh, no offering. This just us saying we love you, and uh, it's for the community. And uh, the the goal of it is is just that people can talk to each other. Uh, just just an unseen, unknown goal of fellowship uh, without strings. You know, homeless, got a home, a millionaire. Um, no queues, no tickets, no rules except um, be nice. And um, last week we had 50. 50? Well, I think it was 50. Dude. Yeah, about 50. That's big, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. So um, I decided to um, not just have the old sausages and bread, you know, and onions, um, you know, the old cheapo. So I decided let's go for a nice lunch like you'd have at the, at the uh, restaurant. Yeah. So we do, we do the best cooking we can each week, and um, cooks turned up. We had break dancers here. Holy we got cow! Musicians come. <laughs> wow, man! And get this: there's a blind lady comes. She's on the uh, pension. She spends all week preparing and cooking food, and turns up with her two friends that help her. And serves food to everyone and cooks. Dude, how does she cook blind? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she said it's better to be burned than be cut. <laughs> Amazing, man. But, uh, a friend's helper. And, uh, but I went around to visit her this week on my, on my day off and um, just say hello. And um, she said uh, that this barbecue is empowering her. Because, you know, being blind, you get led around by everybody. And, you know, a lot of rights are sort of taken off you. Uh, you can't do this. You can't do that. And she comes to the barbecue, and she's cooked it. She serves it. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to prophesy right now. I believe in the name of Jesus. Her eyes are going to be healed. Watch what happens. Amen. Amen. Brother, I know when you Amen. told me. I, I know you told me over a year ago that there had been an offer by the, the, man, who had, the man who had had the the story there for years that he was going to retire and he'd offered it to you. And then between that time and now that has become a reality. And I know that God, it was in his plan to position you there because how long were you and I talking and you've been ministering there in gold coast and, uh, there was never a location that had made Neither itself was available. Fun. For meetup, unless you were going to go out and rent a hotel somewhere, and God yeah. has given you a location. And you know, yeah. just before I came to um, Indonesia to get married, April of last year, I needed a suit. I was out in Las Vegas, and um, I needed something fast, and I needed something cheap because I didn't have a big budget. <laughs> and I saw this special; <laughs> you could get uh, a quick suit. And I went down to an old part of town to a, uh, a strip mall, and there it was. There was this guy who had been there 
him and his family about 25 years and I walked in and uh, he helped me get the suit and I found out he was a minister and I said you you preach and he says I sure do preach at the local churches but more than that he says I have a fellowship right here and I said tell me about it <clears throat> and he says uh, after hours and on the weekend we gather everybody who will homeless anybody street people anybody who wants to come and we feed them right out here in the parking wow. lot and we we have a fellowship and wow. you know his thing was uh being blessed that's exactly what god is doing with you he's giving you a storefront yeah and you know we think that uh, to do ministry you got to have uh, a church building no he said i'm he said i'm going to where the people are they're out here on the street yeah so i didn't tell him to come into the building and we'll eat we're right out here on the street and that's exactly what you're doing. You're doing it in the Gold Coast, and you had 50 people. Dude, this thing's going to blow up big time because, yeah. uh, you know what? You got a location now. You can have fellowship with people, and you know what? That's going to turn in to people wanting prayer. Deliverance is going to break out, bro. You have just, uh, you're at the cusp of something awesome that's breaking out. So, uh, the cooks come out, the blind lady came out, she was cooking. Yes, and, uh, and, um, tell me more, you know, um, uh, all sorts turn up, you know, and, uh, uh, some of them, you know, they, we, we have Cokes, we have lemonades, we've got juice, we've got water, um, you know, not just cordial drink, you know, I, I, I just want it to be like a family barbecue. Yes. Uh, there's no, no cues, even though, uh, the blind lady makes them cue at her table. But there's other food around, and there's no uh, – uh, someone wants seconds, thirds, fourths, you know, eat as much as you can, you know, uh, whatever you want, and um, just relax. And uh, wow. I've re resisted the temptation to put signs up, and, you know, some people will walk off with three or four cans of Coke, and, and, and someone says, hey, look, that guy's taking all those Coke. And, and I go, cool, he needs them more than we do. And um, <laughs> like it's – there's – Shannon, there's another economy running. It's funny. Um, Tell we, me about we it. We can't see it. Uh, I've just touched the surface of it, and it's 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 a wonder. It's the, it's the economy of love. Hmm. Um, it's it's a bit like um, what we're doing in the shop. The um, you know the, the the price is this or the price is that. And, and a person will say, oh, that's got $60 on it, you know, um, and, uh, oh, do you, can you afford 60 Oh, well, well, what do you think? Oh, 45 Oh, um, if you got it for 45 would you be happy? And, and they say, yes. Yeah. So so we say, take it. And wow. We, this is the question. I've got everyone here in the shop now. They joke about it. They laugh about it, but they use it. We ask the question, what will make you happy? Then how can we help you? What? How can we make you happy? What can help help you? Would you be happy? And, um, man, I uh, give stuff away at this shop. We do stuff, and then we get overflowed. We, we had to take, like, all this stuff to the other thrift shops because we had too much stuff. Amazing. <laughs> we couldn't fit it in the shop. Do you have those cl collection containers like that sit out in the parking lot and people can come over and drop things off, or do they come in through the loading dock or the front door? 
when people want to donate? It's nothing. They, they, people just bring it to the shop, then they ring up and we go and pick it up. Wow. And there's no advertising. It's it's just the shop front. And um, James said, uh, uh, the guy that gave me the shop, he's never been short of stuff. And I, I just wonder, I, I go to myself, oh, wow, the shop looks a bit empty. We sold a lot of stuff. And next thing you know, there's truckloads turning up. <laughs> Amazing. And what do you do? You process through it? Like clothes and everything it, and tag clothes. it? There's, there's about 20 staff comes in here, all as volunteers. Amazing. All sent in. Uh, they're either working for the unemployment or working off their community service. Yes. And um, I, I tell them when they come in on the community service and that, you know, when someone first comes in, they have to meet me and I, I talk to them. And I make them a cup of coffee. And I say to them, you know, this is a community store and you're part of the community too. And, and this store is for you. And we're here and how can we make you happy? How can we help you? See, we're wow. here to help you. And um, I don't want you to have a bad day. If, if there's anything wrong, you, you talk to me. And they look at me. No one ever talked to them like that. And I've never heard that before. Talk more about the economy of love. So, yeah. So what it is is, is that, see, we've been sold. The world has sold us that we're all equal. And, and, and then we it's, it's self-evident. It's not. It's not self-evident. You know, we wouldn't even have the Olympics if it, that was self-evident. And it's a lie. We, we're, I'd rather say this, that we are marvelously and wonderfully made and unique. That's self-evident. Show me your fingerprints, man. <laughs> so I, I'm taking people as who they are and wonder at them as their uniqueness. Now, when we realized that, that, you know, if I was the creator and I'd made a person that's capable of what we're capable of, like is, is terms of emotions and feelings and uh, intellect, um, I'd be pretty... Uh, pretty interested in what I'd made, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And and I'd be pretty disappointed if it got corrupted. Like, you know, say you, you spent a lot of time doing up a, an old uh, vintage car, you know, and, and then you had to go away for a while and you come back and it started to rust again. It, it's a bit like, oh, man, you know, the hours I put into that. So... As ministering ministers, like that's all of us. They, they try to call me pastor here, by the way, and I won't take the title. <laughs> I just will not take the title. I say, man, I'm just your brother. I'm just brother Peter or Peter, you know. And um, we're all we're all in the sea of this life. We're all rowing our boats, and and um, um, we either row it together or row it apart, or we've all got to endure to the end, right? Right. So this ministry of love is we have an environment. The harder it is, the, the better the environment, really, to to help someone. When we when we put our hand down and uh, just lift someone, by that I mean like encourage someone, help someone, 
give someone something. Um, they, it fulfills what God wants. Somewhere it says it fulfills the law of Christ. But So show me my faith by what you do. It's plenty, um, you know, the plural of faith is, is faithfulness, isn't it? So, so I sort of thought, without faithfulness, you can't please God. Now, I had, I had to. This uh, op shop was offered to someone else, uh, and and uh, the other person um, turned up to learn about the shop, and he only came in for one day, and he sort of blew it. So when I was getting this shop, I had to work here, like I worked here three weeks with uh, with James while we uh, organised for the real estate to approve the lease, and. That was a miracle. Like, how do, how do you get a commercial real estate lease with no money? And it's a substantial, you know, lease. Amazing. So, so I was working for three weeks wondering if they were going to approve the lease. And this was like eight in the morning and I was getting home at like seven at night and doing the work of a removalist virtually. <laughs> Man, we lifted – Fridges up and downstairs, and beds, and and uh, and you know I've got a I've got an old back injury from plumbing, you know, three blown discs, and and I'm still doing this, having to nurse along, making sure I don't uh, end up flat out on my back, not knowing whether I would get the shop. So every day I had to look up and just trust God that, oh, and having no income, having <laughs> no income, man, and. Uh, there was some um, there was some believers. There was uh, uh, some different miracles happened that, that gave me an income during that three weeks. <laughs> Dude, God was setting you up for something grand. This is pretty yeah, awesome. <laughs> getting set up, but you know we've got to do our bit, and and um, it's not earning anything. What it is is being faithful. Yes. Um, uh, it, it's it's like I found some scriptures that say we've already been given everything, and and I and I had the realization that Jesus Christ bankrupted the creation through His body being broken and losing His bloodline. So you know how do you pay for an extincted soul? And um, then I got a deeper understanding of the gospel as terms of there's two species of human beings. There's uh, the first Adam became a living soul, but the second Adam, the last man, was begotten. So there's two differences in the beginning of those two species of human beings. And we see it through the Bible. You know, we see Isaac and Ishmael. We see the twins, um, Esau and his other brother. So um, this then helped me to realize that, that – um, the God, the creator, is just asking us to be faithful to him. So how do we be faithful to him? Be faithful to the, his creation. Be faithful to his people, all people. Just be faithful. Hey, I, I had, a, uh, had a, uh, a full-on Muslim lady in the van with me for a few hours. Wow. How did that go? <laughs> Oh man, that went well. Um, she was moving out and donating some stuff, and she had the hijab on and um, got 
sort of prompted me to to patch her walls and one of the things i can do i can use the i can do the gyprock patching you know so um i went back without saying anything and got some stuff and and turned up there and started patching her walls where the paint uh where the painting hooks had come off they'd ripped the wallpaper and um she started crying <laughs> and wow. I went, wow look at this what's the matter oh i thought the real estate had black man me for the all these holes in the walls and i had no idea how i'm going to fix them uh, by the way her, her husband had taken off and and she was having a hard time so i um uh i patched her walls and and then i said let's uh, let's get some touch-up paint we'll we'll go down to the uh the, uh the hardware store and get the the tinted you know little tin of tinted paint so she jumped in the van with me, and we're at the uh, at the full-on like Home Depot getting this uh, paint. So uh, <laughs> here I am walking through the, the Home Depot with a Muslim lady, and uh, at the counter, and we had a very nice talk. And when I explained to her the gospel in terms of two species of men, it I saw it. It overrode the religion. Wow. I'm realizing that, yeah, it's just completely, you know, I'm just saying now I saw it. I saw her eyes open and she got it. She got it. And uh, so when she realized that, that she could swap from the family of the original Adam, which populated the earth, to the to the family of the second Adam, uh, Jesus, who didn't populate the earth but has a, has a right of family because he lost them on the cross, and all she had to do was pray, and and that would happen, uh, and accept it. I, I saw her eyes open, and um, so this is how I'm dealing with the religion now. It's just clubhouses. Uh, I, I call them the clubhouses. Oh, I'm this and I'm that. Oh, are you? That's just a clubhouse, man. And uh, wouldn't you like to know the truth? <laughs> so, I, I had a. Uh, a Hindu lady, 70 years old with sore knees. <laughs> she sat next to me at the coffee store. She said, oh, I'm a Hindu. Oh, no, cool. That's, that's a clubhouse. But would you like to meet the creator? And um, she said, I've got sore knees. So I, I got her to agree to, for me to pray. And, and as soon as I put my hand near knee, my hand went super hot. <laughs> wow. And she goes, the paint's gone. I said, see, we asked the creator to fix you. See? And then her and her son received Jesus. Wow. Well. You know. <laughs> I got a photo of her on my phone. Peter. I met them about four or five weeks later, and I said to her, you know, I want to know. And, and I said to her, is the pain come back? No, no, everything's good. Praise the Lord. See? Folks, are you listening to this? This is how God's going to do it in these last days. We think yep. that um, the Hindus, the Muslims are unreachable. That people who may have never lived for the Lord one day of their life are unreachable. God's wanting to win souls. And you had an opportunity to sit in a in the vehicle there with the lady with the ejab on. She was a person just like you, isn't she? Like me.
You know, I yeah. ride. I never been around Muslims and Hindus until I came to this country where I'm at over here in Bali. And now we're beginning to see more Muslims around the world, Hindus, people from different religious backgrounds moving all over. Europe, America. Folks are people just like you and I. Jesus Christ died for them. He wants to win them. How are we going to win them without love? And we get a lot of the news and propaganda, which will paint them as our enemies. And I know there's always radical people out there doing some bad things. But we got to overlook that and realize we're on a mission, a, a salvage mission. This ship's going down. And we're here to rescue, in the name of Jesus, as many as we can. I like what you're saying. It's just a clubhouse. We got clubhouses in the Christian church. Yeah, I'm Baptist. I'm Methodist. I'm Church of God. I'm Catholic. I was in a taxi last night, and um, we never know who we're going to be getting for a taxi driver. We order them up here on Grab, which is like Uber. And um, sometimes it's a, most time it's a Muslim or a Hindu. Sometimes I get surprised. I was in a car one day with a Buddhist. And last night we had a Catholic. And then sometimes we find Christians. And they make a distinction here between Catholic and Protestant. So my wife was talking to them. And I can usually tell when they're a believer because they'll have a nicer attitude. You know, they won't be as stern maybe. But even that, that's not always a sign because I've seen people, Muslims, Hindus, and, you know, and... um, they're nice as can be. You know, it's kind of breaking the stereotype I had of them. And, you know, like they wouldn't want anything to do with me if I wasn't uh, the same religion as them. But this guy last night, I knew there's something a little bit different about him. He was kind of a happy guy. Turns out he was Catholic. And mm-hmm. uh, I just said to him, you know, it's not about what church you go to. It's do you know Jesus? And he said, that's right. Cool. And um, we got to talk a little bit. And I realized, you know, these are these are just people, just like you and I. Maybe they were raised a different way, raised into that. They can't help that. But God wants to win them. And you could have been raised in church, and you could be on your way to hell tonight. That doesn't mean anything. It's about do we have a relationship with Jesus, not what clubhouse you're a member of, what church you're raised in. Now, at the end of the day, do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior? And Muslims and Hindus don't. We want to win them for Christ. And um, yes. how are we going to win them without love? I like what you're talking about tonight, the economy of love. We're live with Minister Peter Whiffen coming to you from the Gold Coast of Australia today. God has put him in a place where God is sending in people, some street people, some people working off their probation time, others they could be well-to-do, come from all backgrounds. And you didn't put a sign up there and said, uh, you know, first church of the Gold Coast, people would come that you need to win. You decided to go out where they're at on the street and cook them a meal and say, come on over and let's fellowship. Let's love on one another. And you know what? Love covers a multitude of sins. Um, Jesus says, um, love your neighbors yourself. That's what you're doing. You're loving on your neighbor because they're your neighbors. Some are Muslims. Some 
can come from any background, they're welcome over there. One rule, just be nice to each other. Come on over, eat all you want. Brother, this is only the beginning of something great that God is going to explode there. And look, You know, I learned about the questions. Continue. The questions. Um, we had a, had a lady here uh, at the barbecue, and uh, next thing there's a bit of a ruckus. Uh, she's kicking a chair over. She's swearing. She's yelling. And, wow. And, um, you know, and um, God has shown me about the questions. There's two words that make up the word asking. What are those two words? A is uh, as king. As king. There's the revelation. But the one that asked the question is the king in the situation. (laughs) So we'll find it. Jesus using it all through the scripture there. He was ruling by asking questions. And uh, actually, people get saved by asking them the question. Jesus asked Peter the question, who do you say I am? So I asked people that. Oh, by the way, who do you say Jesus is? (laughs) (laughs) What do they say? Jesus said he's going to build the church. Eh? Yeah. Jesus said he's going to build the church on God giving those people the answer. Blessed are you, Peter. The Father's given you the answer, see? Now, when God gives you the answer, you've got the answer, man. You haven't got it from the clubhouse. <laughs> Bro, see, God's able to go in the there. This is the way I learned to share. Very quickly, mm. I can share with anyone by, and be non-offensive and just saying, well, by the way, I just wondered, who would you say Jesus is? And I get all sorts of answers. I'm not worried about the answers. Once you ask the question, God Almighty, by faith, is going to give them the answer. Dude, that lady and her son had been raised Hindus, I bet you, their whole life. Yeah. I don't know too many people that start out and then just opt to go into Hinduism or into Islam. Some do, but that's kind of the exception to the rule. And God was able, by you showing love, talking to them, she said her knees hurt. Being bothered. May I pray for you? You're going to find out people are going to say, yeah, yes, they will. They're human, folks. They may be part of that clubhouse, but that doesn't mean they don't have needs like you and I, or they're not going to talk to you. They're humans like you and I. They live a different way. By doing healing and deliverance, we can prove the love of God to them. Ah, yes. See? Because I bet you they've done everything that they can through their religion to try to get help, whether it went to a shaman. One lady yeah. I know was, uh, yeah. she was going to a shaman going offering everywhere. sacrifices, and nothing, nobody's answering them, folks, because those demons aren't going to be able to answer them and help them. But then you pray, God does the miracle, you shared the gospel. She's not a Hindu anymore, she's a Christian. They got born again, see? And the Mm. only thing that counts is the new birth because, see, there's two births. The scripture tells of two births. Jesus said you can be born of the flesh. What's born of the flesh is one thing. What's born of the spirit is another thing. So all of those born out of the seed of Adam are alive in the flesh but dead in the spirit. 
Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead. How can dead people have shovels? So this is the second birth, the being born again is into the life-giving spirit. The second Adam became a life-giving spirit. And this is where we need to, we need to get the gospel in truth uh, across, across so that I explain it like this. Here I have a tomato. It's got a black spot on it. How are we going to fix that tomato? A lot of people look at me puzzled. Some say cut it, you'll cut the black spot off. I said, fine, that's doctored. That's not fixed. And they look at me blank. And, and I go to them, could we plant it and grow a new tomato? Well, See, this tomato, this tomato is going bad because it's cut off from the vine, the tree. You are a seed, I tell them. You either die. When you die, you're planted, and that's how God's fixing us. We all will not be fixed until the resurrection, right? We're sown corruptible and raised incorruptible. Romans 1 says the nature shows the invisible attributes of God. So here we see it in the tomato. Now, once you die, you can't change seeds, can you? Like when you plant a seed, it's, it's either a tomato seed or an apple seed, one or the other. That's right. So you can be planted in the seed of the first Adam and, and you'll be resurrected, fine, but to judgment. Or you can be planted in the seed of Jesus Christ after converting and becoming born again by the miracle of the new birth paid for by the cross where Jesus lost his family. And you'll be, you'll be raised again to eternal life incorruptible because you've been crucified with Christ technically and legally being part of his family. And have received the inheritance of the saints. People look at me, their mouths fall open. I said, which seed are you then, man? Dude, this is looking past the exterior. Am I, he, am I a Hindu or a Muslim or an atheist or raised in the Christian church? None of that matters. Doesn't count, see? It doesn't matter. That's just a clubhouse. I get a guy who says to me, oh, I'm a seven-day Adventist. Cool. Uh, what are you going to do on the eighth day? Do you look at me? Oh, I'm a Catholic. Oh, do you know the meaning of the name of Mary? No. What does it mean? It means they're rebellion, man. Why would God name Mary rebellion? Hmm? There's a few reasons I've thought about why. But you're Catholic and you're doing the Hail Marys and you don't even know her name. Could that point out that you might be deceived? And they look at me. That's just a clubhouse man. Do you know Jesus? Have you been born again? You realize a bloodline was lost on the cross. Have a look at this tomato. <laughs> it's the way. we got to get some teaching out here. How to witness. Brother God has shown you how to do it. Yeah. Folks, there's already fruit. That's just one yeah. example. Yeah. we got to look beyond the exterior. Yeah. You know, because we've got all these preconceived ideas that, well, we can't reach that person. They're dyed in the wool Muslim or Hindu or atheist. 
Folks, it doesn't matter. That's just, I like what you said. I'm going to borrow your word. That's just a clubhouse. Yeah, use it. Everyone use it because it's there. There, you know, these things are there discovered to help the body. Like if you invite someone to church, you're saying, can you join my clubhouse? People, a lot of people haven't rejected God. They've rejected the clubhouse. Dude, it's true. And people tend to gravitate to where there's the most number of people. In an area, I remember being one day um, over across town. And someone, I said, where do you go to church? And I go over here to Jensen Franklin's church, Free Chapel over in Gainesville. I was like, that's a long way to go. And I ran into another person. Yeah, I remember a Free Chapel. And I was just thinking, boy, everybody seems to want to be a member of that big mega church and like to identify with it. You know, like a badge of honor. But do you know yeah. Jesus? If we don't know Jesus, you could have been going to church since you were a toddler all your life. That doesn't mean anything. I would hope that you're a Christian. You know, Jesus having been in the house of God, but there's no guarantee that you do. Or you may have been raised yeah. Hindu or Muslim. So does that mean you can't receive Christ? God wants someone to go out there and drop a seed of the gospel Pray for the sick. Love on them like you did. You went over there and you were repairing your plaster wall. Now, who's is she going to listen to? Someone that would go over there and hang up a sign and say, you're going to hell, Muslim, for worshiping the demon Allah? You better convert now. Or someone that went over there and began to work on their wall, wasn't even asked to do it, didn't do it for pay, went over there. To show the love of Christ. And then. You get an opportunity to talk to them now. You've earned a right. To speak to them. And maybe you just drop a word. And God uses that. And brings someone else behind you. And God That's brings right. the increase. Or God, maybe God pushes you right in there. And you get an opportunity like you did. Pray. She's healed. She gets the gospel. She comes to Christ. How are we going to do it if we're afraid of people? If we don't go out there to where they're at. Peter didn't put up an advertisement and say, come into my shop. He's going out there. Where they're at. You're in the back alley. Is that right? Setting up tables. Yeah. Going yeah, out there to the street. We, we had one guy, um, you know, decide to be born again. I'm not preaching. Someone comes up to me. This guy wants to be born again. Oh, cool. We do it right there in the car park. He sees something different want, about you. Who wants to be baptized? The water's just here. You know, it's like people queuing up to get baptized. It's a bit cold at the moment. But anyway, <laughs> they want to get baptized. Why would someone want to follow the God that you're selling them when they look at your life and they say, hey, I don't even, that person's not even kind to me. They're not nice. They, got, they don't have nothing that I want because they see a stiff neck, nose in the air person who has no love, walking around with religious pride. Are they going, they're going to want that person's God that is being preached or someone that demonstrates the love of God and they, can, they see their light shining and they see someone that is loving on them. You're talking about the economy of love. How to witness tonight. Brother, this is revolutionary. 
I believe this is the template. I was going to say that word earlier. This is the template, folks, for how God wants it done. We've got to go to where the people are and love on them. Or we're never going to yeah, get an not, opportunity not to not for anything else preach. except that our Father in heaven who saved us loves us, and he loves them too. And if we in, can do something here, it is honoring the Father to do that. Brother, even if someone said no to Christ, would God still want us to show love on them? Of course. Absolutely. You know the blind lady? She she says, I'm not a Christian. And I go, cool. Depends on your definition of Christian. <laughs> and it's like there's all sorts of definitions. But, you know, she's coming. And she loves me. You know, she loves me. She's coming. Um, yeah. Uh, so I go up to this one that's spitting the dummy because, you know, everyone's looking. And how's Peter going to deal with this lady? Most people would say there's the door, you know, get lost. You, you're upsetting our nice barbecue. So I go up to her and, and I, I have the question in the back of my mind and I start being the king with the question. What's wrong? What's wrong, Mom? Uh, why are you angry? Wow, my life. Oh, sorry about that. How can we help you? Well, you can't help us. Don't talk to me about God either. <laughs> can't, can't even ring me, Mom. Someone stole me phone. Oh, you want to borrow a phone? We got a phone here. No, I don't even have the number. <laughs> And she leaves with her hands in the air. Now, I didn't say leave. And uh, I'm thinking, wow, oh, let her go. I, I said to her, she's leaving, and uh, thanks for lunch. Like just talking normally. And uh, next week she's back. Oh, I was so happy to see her back. Dude, because you loved on her. You showed the love of the Lord. Yeah, and she felt safe to come back. See? And she's over her, her issues, and um, she had a colourful outfit on, and she's homeless, and um, I found out later, but she had a colourful outfit on, and she sat down, she's having her lunch, and I went up to her, and I said, how are you today, and um, are you feeling better this week? And I just let her know, uh, in a way, and but in the right way, like you would a family member, you know? You've got a brother or sister, family goes crook at a family function, and then they're back next week. So are you okay now? Are you feeling the pain? Is things going working out for you now, see? And and she was smiling away, and she had a great day. <laughs> Praise the Lord, see? And um, this is where the questions. We can ask the questions and be walking as king, like Jesus is king, right? Have a look in the scripture where he asked the questions. There's a good Bible study. Look at his trial. Look at the way he answered the Pharisees. Who do you say, you know, uh, was John from God or man? <laughs> he just killed them with the questions. So, you see, a question is not accusational, is it? I could have handled it another way and went up to her and said, you're angry. Well, obvious. But I'd be accusing then. But when I went up and asked, are you okay? How, how can we help you? What's wrong? Why are you angry? See? 
And this is the world needs to be asked these questions. What's wrong? How are you going? What's up? How can we help you? Then, you know, we know the creator. Let's ask him to help you. Now, mm. I believe if we pray for people that if nothing happens, nothing happens. But it's the will of God. He says it's my great pleasure to give you the kingdom, right? So God wants to work. He wants the kingdom to come. And he's just asking us to administer it. So when I prayed for the lady with the knees, I, I just believe possibly God would come. Not arrogantly, God has to come because I've said the word. No, I just said, put God on the spot there a bit and, and said, you know, would you like to know the creator? Then it's up to God, isn't it? That's right. You know? We asked the question. Yeah. yeah. It's up to God. Had God not given Peter the answer, well, he wouldn't have said, you are the son of the living God to Jesus. And Jesus said, you're blessed, man, because God's spoken to you. You can ask so the question. Just, yeah, go on. Of they're, if they're, whether they're Hindu, Muslim, whatever their background is. Would you like Doesn't me to matter. May, yeah. I pray, may I yeah. pray for you? I don't have any power of my own, but I know one that does. Yeah, would you like to see if he'll his, help? His name is Jesus. Yeah. May I pray for you and ask God to help you? Yeah. Now, we had a, um, he prayed for some Muslims and Hindus here. But I had a, we had a Hindu man that was doing some work on the house here. And um, my wife, Narita always talks to people, very talkable, and found out he was going through some problems at home. And then she came and got me and said, hey, when he's done, he would like some prayer. I said, let's pray. Now, she said to him, we can pray and ask God to help you in your situation. Another one needed a job. Um, another one needed help in the relationship. And it's interesting because there was another lady here with us uh, who is Muslim, and this man asked her, do you know of any shaman that you can uh, direct me to? I'm having some problems at home with my wife, and um, because I am not able to uh, give her all that she needs financially, she got into an argument with me. I ended up hitting her, and she wants to leave now. So I need to find a shaman that I can go to that would do a spell on her that she will not leave. Now, that's what he asked her for. Do you know of any shamans that I can go to that can do witchcraft on her? Mm. There's shamans everywhere down here. And yes. this girl told my wife, and my wife said to herself, I'm going to go talk to him about Jesus. He doesn't need to go to a shaman. That's going to put a curse on her. Cool. So she comes to me and says, uh, you know, I've talked to him. He wanted to go find a shaman. I said, we'll pray for him instead. And he made it real clear. Hey, I don't want to become a Christian. I'm Hindu. I said, no, we're not asking you to be a Christian, she said. We just want to pray. And, you know, if you ask Jesus to help you, what do you got to lose? Ask him. He'll help you. Cool. That's right. You don't even Let's have, have to. faith in God, man. If God is real, try it out. I told a guy. He says, I sure do need some more business here. And he was a Muslim. I said, you know, God can help you. He has a son, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. If you'll ask him, 
Watch what happens. Ask him at the beginning of the day as you're getting in your taxi. God, will you help me today? We told the other, we told the, we prayed for the other guy. And we asked God to help him get a job, get some finances, and bless his marriage. And we told him, you can't be hitting your wife. Hmm. But we'll pray for you that God will save your marriage. And you know what? We prayed for him. The other guy let us pray. Almost every time we've asked, would you like us to pray? I don't know sometimes what they are, Muslim or Hindu. Sometimes I can figure it out by the little food offering that they put up on the dash. Then I know they're Hindu. Muslims won't Mm. have any idols. They won't Mm. have dogs either, by the way. But I asked them, and you asked the question, and we find out that they've got pain or that they're having financial trouble was another case. Or their marriage is under attack. May we pray. We know one that can help you. His name is Jesus. He's the Son of God. And we'll pray and ask him to move in your situation. Will you let us pray? Of course. Look, they need some help. They're hurting. Physically, emotionally, financially. And I haven't had anybody turn me down yet that says, no, I won't let you pray for me. Now, one has said, hey, you know, I want to remain a Hindu. That's fine. We're going to pray. And I said, I challenge you to ask God, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. I challenge a couple people here. That's a good one. Before you go to bed. You may not believe God is real. Why don't you ask? You know, there was a Muslim girl that we heard the testimony of. She was in a desperate situation, Peter. And she was Muslim her whole life. But Allah wasn't answering her. Yeah. And she said, you know what? God, I've heard about you. Allah, if you're out there, I'm talking to you too. Whoever is real, speak to me. I need some help. And you know, Jesus appeared to her in her dream three nights in a row. And she received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We've been challenging them. Hey, I'm not here to convert you today. Some would say, okay, they're Hindu, Muslim, or they're, they're, you know, uh, they're atheist or they don't go to church or they're, you know, they don't go to church anywhere. You've got to save them right there. You've got to get them to join your church and put a Bible in their head before they leave. Folks, if you're going to try to put that on them, you're probably not going to get that far. It's too hard. It's still too hard. How about trying to do it ourselves? Here's the question. Wouldn't you like to know the truth? Mm, that's See, a good question. Jesus said in one point, it's not appointed for them to know. So I talk in parables. You see? So I say to him, wouldn't you like to know the truth? Let's pray that we know the truth. Jesus is the truth, right? That's a powerful prayer to get someone to pray. And I've had Muslims pray that with me. Wow. Wow. Then we have faith in God, see, that that example of the father talking directly to Peter will happen. We said to the people, God can help you. He gave his son Jesus. Doesn't matter what Mm. you've done or I've done. He'll forgive you if you ask him. Would Mm. you like to pray and ask God to help? What do you got to lose? And you know what? They bow their heads. They pray. They let you pray for them. <laughs> yeah. And they and the say, demons shake, man. 
on the devil's school. Oh, no. Oh, no. Brother, this Hindu man who came in, he was the taxi driver. We keep getting these taxi drivers that yeah. that my wife They're will talk best. to, and they Captive pull over <laughs> after they stop, and they come in the house, and we pray. This has happened like three or four times already. Hindu, Muslim, doesn't matter. They let us pray for them. They tell us what's going on in their life. They got problems just like everybody else. Yes. And you know what? They want help. They've tried everything else. They didn't get any help. Yep. yep. They'll say Don't yes. Look They're looking for hope somewhere. And you say, we'll pray for you and ask God to help you. Okay. And then we challenge them again. Before you go to bed, ask Jesus to help you. Yes. If he's real, he'll respond to you. And they're willing to do it. And sometimes we just planted a seed. Another lady we loved on, we prayed for her, for healing, for her relationship. And you know what? She became our friend. Next thing you know, she came to church, got saved. Cool. Another invitation from a Muslim lady married to the Hindu who's going through cancer. May we pray for your husband? But he's Hindu. That's okay. We'll pray and ask God to heal him. Well, she had spent $70,000, and he wasn't getting Ooh. healed. Chemo and radiation. Yeah. And you know what? We didn't know if the she was going to accept or not. It took us almost three to four months. And then one day the call came in. Would you come over and pray for my husband? We can't find his doctor. He's over here in critical condition at the hospital. If you could come sometime this week, we would sure appreciate it. We came that night. He was getting ready to be rushed into the hospital emergency room for emergency surgery it was imminent that didn't happen that night we prayed for him he began to cry we asked him how would you like to know that all your sins can be forgiven tonight if you call on Jesus he'll forgive you we want to pray for you tonight that God would heal you he said yes he received Jesus as Lord and Savior God did a, yeah. a major surgery on him spiritually Gave him another two weeks, and he went on home to be with Jesus. Hindu man, mm. Muslim, Amen. Hindu man, Hindu woman. We prayed for Muslims. I'm just testifying to everything Peter is saying is true. That if we went about it any other way and told them they must receive Jesus Christ first before we pray or mm. we even talk to them, that doesn't work. Did Peter and Paul? pre-qualify the man that asked him for alms they said silver and gold have no. I none but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk yes what did Jesus do he loved on people he healed them he cast out their devils he yeah. healed several men one day didn't he and they all he left did. not even thankful but one man came back yeah now we got to get equipped to do this See, there's the waiting in Jerusalem. Jerusalem means the teaching of peace, to receive power. They'd already had the Holy Spirit. When Jesus turns up and Thomas is there, not there, he says, receive you the Holy Spirit then. But then he, he, he held up the work of the church for 50 days, right, till Pentecost, till they received the power. So, so here's the prayer. God, give me the power, I'll use it. See, I, I went to deliver a fridge. Uh, it was my day off, and I get a call from James, and he says, oh, we got this friend, you know, she's in a really hard time. She needs a fridge. She's only got $50, and because her daughter's being 
in the psych ward and just come out and uh, the medicine has to be in the fridge. So I go and get a fridge from a repairer I know and, and go over there. And they're believers. And then we have this beautiful little 20-year-old girl out of the psych ward, suicide watch, um, believer, full of the word, and a believer yet on suicide watch. Wow. So, uh, man, I, I just give them the fridge and um, and then I um, talk to them about deliverance. Oh, would you pray? And then I find out that the, that the girl was left home and she's checked up with a guy and his mum was a witch. And one day the mum gave her a bowl of soup and she said she started seeing spirits ever since drinking the bowl of soup and was very unforgiving to the mum because she feels that the mum, that mum had caused all that problem. So, um, you know, here's the two steps. The first step is to be forgiven. You've got to forgive. So we go, we cover that one. And then I explain how to how to deal with the witchcraft, and we pray for the soul of the mum, the witch, and the and the ex boyfriend who is abusive, and um, let them off the, any hook of what they've done to us. Well, she manifested, and uh, <laughs> I was able to cast some spirits out of her, and she said, "I feel like smiling now. I haven't felt like smiling for a long time." So I went away singing. Peter, Whiffen is yeah. speaking right now from Gold Coast, Australia. God has given him wisdom on how to win souls in these last days. It doesn't matter what background they're from. You know, you know what a lot of people would have done when they knew that there was some witchcraft involved? Many in the deliverance ministry, I used to do it. God corrected me on it. Is we're so afraid okay, of being destroyed by these witchcraft attacks that we begin to retaliate and send that witchcraft right back on that person. Don't care if that witch dies or not. Folks, that's not showing the love of Jesus. Are you going to tell me that God has not given us authority over that witchcraft and will not protect us? People forget it says, in my name you shall cast out devils, and nothing shall anywise harm you. We don't have to be afraid of witchcraft. Now, yes, it is deadly serious, and we need to respond, but there's a right and a wrong way to do it. And people have been breaking this witchcraft and sending it right back to the person. They're so afraid that, hey, if I don't uh, do some self-defense here, I'll be the casualty. Folks, God's got our back. You break that witchcraft in the name of Jesus. That stuff can be broken. Okay, yeah, and they may mean to kill you. I'm not trying to under I'm not trying to um, underplay that. But the goal here is to win that witch to Jesus. Now, God wants yes. the witch saved. Amen. And so, just the same as anyone else, um, the witchcraft is a sin of the flesh, and it's deadly. It actually scapegoats the victim. I believe um, we see it in Ezekiel 13. Yes. Those that those that should die live, and those that should live die. That's a swapping. This is a charmed life, taking the blessings off others and giving them your judgments. But the um, the way that a witch is saved is is that we we pray they be saved, and that the and we bind the demonic work over their life. Yes. So that their witchcraft fails. You know, it may land back on them, but the ultimate goal is is that they 
are saved. And Peter. all things have to work through love, man, because it's not revenge, right? Oh, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you for the adjective, revenge. You could have prayed a different prayer with her, and she's telling you that her that uh, witchcraft has been done on her through that soup in the bottle, and it yeah. likely was. Okay, but you didn't say, okay, we're going to break it, and we're going to send that back stuff back to that witch, and that witch may die. No. You know, uh, they they get what they deserve. Folks, that's not the love of Christ. What happened to turn the other cheek? Love your. And this is overcoming evil with good. And the, the question has to be asked. Sorry, the, the the question has to be asked. How can we help the witch? Mm. See, and this is in the big question to have rolling in the back of your mind all the time. Oh, how I can like I help that. you? How can I help? How can I help? See, folks, breaking the witchcraft is. Is no big deal. You can break it in the we name of Jesus. We got the power to bind it. Oh yeah. We we got the, the power. You know they draw the circle around the protection. We can pray. We call the kingdom of heaven to break the witch's protection and destroy the work Satan has put up to protect the witch, so the witch can do spells. Absolutely. And th this is how we might have an unhappy witch, but ultimately the witch is happy because she's made it to heaven, man. Folks. You show mercy to the person, show no mercy to the demons. The greatest right. coup is in the midst of being beaten by someone, you can show them love. Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's you what Jesus said, right? Pray for those that despitefully use you. If they strike the left cheek, let them strike the right one too. What would Jesus talk about? What, what Peter did is they broke the witchcraft in Jesus' name. Got her to forgive the person who was cursing her, and let's pray for her that she be saved, and let's help the witch out. Father, in the yeah. name of Jesus, who else is going to do it? You know, who else is going to pray? Have a think about it. Who else is going to pray for a witch? Nobody. No one. If you and I don't do it, even in the midst we of coming it. under direct attacks, folks, that's not let's retaliate and get revenge. No, you break that witchcraft in Jesus' name. But, Father, I forgive them, and I ask that you pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace on them. This Bind. is the way to do forgiveness, like Jesus, right? See, a yes. lot of people think they've got to feel forgiveness. Mm. If you wait till you're going to feel it, you're never going to do it. Je Jesus was suffering on a cross and yelling out, God, don't, don't hold it against them. They don't know what they're doing. Why didn't they know what they were doing? I believe they were manifesting. Now, it's the same with a witch. She doesn't know what she's doing, if she or he. No. She's she's getting the sensations in the flesh. And, um, yeah, it's working for her. But when we start to call the kingdom of heaven in and the darkness stops working for her, then she's going to, like, a successful witch is never going to repent, right? Right. Not likely. But an unsuccessful one is going to repent. Oh, yes. Next Next time she does a spell and conjures some demons, they might appear and scare the hell out of her. Folks, these people yeah. are deceived. If they really knew what's what, going on and where it's going to put them when the yeah. spirit leaves their body, they would be in fear for their life right now. And we know. if they die, they're going to the pit and having the biggest disappointment ever. That's what I explained to the little girl. I, I said, let's be sorry for the lady because... She, at the moment, if she dies, she's going to hell. Would you want her in hell because of what she done to you? No. 
this is a question. Would I want the person that's abused me in hell because of what they've done to me? Some of us have or do right now. Folks, that's the wrong attitude. It's the wrong answer. Because because that's not forgiveness, is it? No, it isn't. <clears throat> if we judge ourselves, we won't be judged. So let's judge that. For those that have hurt us, would that, we want them in hell for what they've done to us? Is that showing them mercy? Hmm. By hoping that they die and let's send it back to the head and hope the demons kill them? That's not being merciful. The greatest coup is even in the midst of you coming under some intense attacks is to be able to forgive and then pray for that person and go into warfare mode, not against him, but against the demons, bind those demons, unloose the judgments of God on the demons, loose the angels of God to attack those devils that got them bound and command those demons and loose their mind and will that they can make a decision for Jesus. Can you imagine a witch or a Muslim or a Hindu or anyone, doesn't matter, who may want to kill you, hate you, and they attack you, and you show them love and pray for them, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do, and go to battle for them, and then God, because you showed mercy, and you look beyond their fault and saw their need like Jesus saw for you and I, they get saved. That's the greatest coup that there is. That's a trophy, folks. And to get those hey, kind of trophies. Gonna, they're going to talk to you in heaven forever. Hey, there's the guy or lady that prayed for me. I'm here because of you. Peter, we'll never see those kind of wins for Jesus. If we don't take some hits in the process, forgiving, showing mercy, and then going to bat for them, there's probably no one else that would ever have prayed for that witch. Now we and got we may have an unhappy witch in her witchcraft, but she'll be happy eventually because she'll be saved. Will they all get saved? No. But some of them will. And you know what? We fulfilled If they don't, it's not because you didn't try. We fulfilled the commands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. When so this little girl mm. uh her conscience now feels better because she's let the lady off the hook. Yes. We can now see the kingdom working and some repair happening. She, she's going to have a way to go because sometimes these spirits are a little bit hard to get out. Yes. <clears throat> but um, another thing we did was we blessed the drugs. <laughs> she's under law, has to take them. And she's worried, you know, I don't want to take these things. Wow. I said, okay, let's pray. We can do all things right. That's so right. we'll will command the drugs to do what they're promised to do. Well, wow. And we will, we will rebuke the devil from working in those drugs. Now, when you take the drugs, do you see? I offer these and bless them to the Lord Jesus. And they won't hurt you. See, here's the scripture. If we eat any deadly thing, it won't hurt us. So she looked at me. And she breathed out and relaxed about the drugs. And I fully believe they won't hurt her. Amazing. Because, see, everything is everything is spiritual, right? Yes. First the spirit, then the natural. I used to deliver the drugs. You know, I used to have a, a courier business, run around the chemist shops. And I used to, I learned this at the depot. I used to pray all the drugs uh, <laughs> be bound, the demons be bound on over the, all the drugs. And, um, I was the only guy there that ever got the sack. They got rid of me. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> I used to get people saved on the dock, you know. It, we were all woken up. There was a lot of Chinese guys. I used to give them um, uh, Chinese and English Bibles. Mm. Dude, that's amazing. So, yeah. So I said to her, don't worry. Like, see, we fear not, you know, on all things, let our requests be made known. And, um, you know, mm. we can know. We can hope in the promises, and that's basically it. Let's hope in the faithfulness of God. Without faith, we can't please God. Without faithfulness, have a look at the story of the Good Samaritan. The religious man is going to walk right by, man, on the other side of the road. But the one who's faithful is going to stop for his brother. Are you all right? How can I help you? What's wrong? See? That's how you treat your neighbor as yourself. It's right there. Plain sight. Plain as day. How are you so going to win them yourself. for Jesus? you got to show yeah. the love of Jesus. Demonstrate it. You know, we cannot lose. How can we lose? How can we lose? Jesus bankrupt the creation. He's left it to us. The meek have inherited the earth. It's there in our inheritance. It's at the table. And that comes back to taking the... Communion every day and and, re, and and recite that I received now my inheritance. The inheritance is daily. Look at the type and shadow of the manna. It's daily. Why? Because the thief can steal it. If God gave you your whole inheritance and you lost it, then where would, where would you be? At the end of it? He's, <laughs> yeah. With nothing? Like, you know, if you... Look at it, if a rich uncle's leaving you a will, right? And and, and your mates know. Everybody knows. Oh, Thursday, you've got to go into lawyers and get the check. They're going to be hanging around encouraging you to, to party and lose it all. <laughs> right? We had a lady so, uh, eh? where I worked one time, <laughs> and she got this letter in the mail, and it says, uh, you have won $10 million. Oh, my goodness. And it was an official-looking letter. And so she took it down, showed her family. They all got excited. And they all pressed her to buy them a car. So she went over to the local dealership, showed the letter. They believed it, too. Everybody believed this girl was gonna had just been selected to receive the $10 million from Publishers Sweepstakes and put in an order. And they were, they were all driven off with, like, 12 cars. <laughs> As they checked it, they found out everybody else had gotten this letter, too. Didn't read the fine print, and the news heard about it and filmed them all as they came back and were being interviewed and had to return the car because there was no $10 million that she had inherited. But as soon as they found out that she had money, everybody wanted a car. And, you know, this girl had a big heart, and she just about spent all the money buying her family cars. So what would happen with our Christian inheritance from the Lord Jesus if we received it all at once? In this fallen world where the thief is. So it makes sense that, you know, it's ministered daily. And this is the Lord's Supper. This is why the communion back to the table is set up daily. He sets up a table in the presence of our enemy. Now, I'm getting a lot of testimonies from this. You, you, um, You do it after sunset because that's the morning. They've changed the times and seasons. The morning is when the sun sets. If you don't, the night season is open, and the scripture says the devil come in the night season. So we have to take the communion in the morning and ask 
for our blessings today to be delivered. You know, if I was the rich uncle and I was wise, I I, I, I would say, uh, well, I leave you $500 a day for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter if you blow it. Tomorrow you still got tomorrows to come, see? So the treasure's in heaven. It's in the riches, in the glorious victory of the Lord Jesus who bankrupted everything. How do you pay for the loss of a bloodline? How do you pay for the extinction of a species? So he said, I own the earth now. The devil owned it. The devil, I own the earth now because you can't pay me back. You killed me, man. And you killed my children because I never had a family. Who can speak of his bloodline? Rahab the prostitute looked at a line in the window, a red blood line, and looked at the judgments of God through the shofar. Seven days of it. So we can't lose. When that dawned on me, you can't own anything because Jesus owns it all. He's given it all to us. You can't lose anything. You can't. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. Last time I checked, the owner maintains the vehicle. That's powerful. So once learning, yeah, once learning this, it's a freedom. You can share because there's plenty more where that came from. So how do you take communion? Oh, we get the we get we get the emblems, which is it's just a um, the, you know the uh, wine and the bread, and we, it's just a physical outshowing for evidence purposes that we're receiving our inheritance. So it's the confession and the action physical lining up. No one confesses, I'm accepting the inheritance in the blood and body of Jesus and drinks wine and bread without believing it. Why would you bother? So sure. it's a, you know, um, there's two ways to sign a contract, express and imp implied. Um, express is a written document and implied is an action. You know, you sit at a restaurant, you don't sign a contract you're going to pay, right? Right. You just order the meal. That's implication. So by drinking and eating, you're showing implication. Like there's no doubt. Let the witnesses watch it, which is the unseen world. Watch this. Then God in his righteousness. By the way, righteousness is righteousness is the right thing. Look, it's been reduced to right standing with God, yes, but it's the right thing. And God says he performs his word in righteousness. His word flies on the chariots of the right thing. So here we are making sure it's the right thing, making sure we're picking up the manna. We're just saying, dear Father God, thank you for dying for us and leaving us a will, a last will and testament. We receive our inheritance today. Can we our account be filled up? And here's all our needs. Can they be met, please? So I'm encouraging people to have their dinner at home, have communion, and let their prayer requests go up. Because he supplies all our needs from his riches in glory. What is his riches in glory? He bankrupted the universe. That's the glorious victory. Glory is a war term. The riches are the spoils of war. So where our needs are supplied, we can look it up in the last chapter of Zephaniah, um, I think. Zephaniah. I have to find it. It's where um, it's where the evil king Murdoch took the prison garment off Judah and supplied him a king's meal all the rest of his life. 
So this is where our, all our needs are already met. Then we can't lose. How can we lose? Even if we lose our life, right? Look at the martyrs. Did they lose? They lost their lives. They didn't lose. So if we grasp onto the things of this world too hard, we lose. Let them go. And uh, work in the economy of love. <laughs> oh, I like that. How can I help you? The economy of love, man. How about that? Working in the economy of love. I'm going to tell you, brother, as you continue to do what you're doing there, it's going to grow. You know, one person can tell someone, they'll tell someone, next thing you know, you got 10 people coming yeah, I, because I they spread the word. Signs out. We, don't, we don't have to put signs out now. You know, I did it to, to prime the pump, but I mean, we don't stop putting signs out. Everyone knows it's on now. It's going to keep growing. And then I believe yeah. that you'll probably be doing some, having some uh, church services there at some point, some Bible studies. I, you I have, think it might turn into a service after the barbecue. Okay. And so it's like in reverse, fellowship first, and those that are interested in a message later. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So stay for the message or go, it's up to you. Anybody need prayer? Next thing you know, you're praying for people to be healed and delivered in Jesus' yeah. name. Yeah, and, and, you know, Peter Johnson's been over here. Uh, you know, we've had people up in the office here praying deliverance. Wow. And Jimmy and uh, Joe and, and a few of others. And um, we, uh, we got the team. Uh, someone's got a hard case. We'll get the team here. Dude, this is amazing. Yeah. You know what you might it's consider? Natural. Just natural. If we lift up love, we'll draw all men unto us. That's Jesus is love, right? Love in the flesh. God is love. In the beginning was love. And love became flesh and dwelt among us. Doesn't it talk about how can you minister the gospel to someone who's hungry? And that also minister their physical need. Just say, go with God. But you didn't feed, feed them when we could have. You know what you're doing? You're feeding them. Some will stay. Some will go. That's all right. Sometimes you just plant the seed. You know, a couple of people we prayed for, I never saw again. We planted yeah, the seed. We don't have to see them. And 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 we have to have faith, right? That, like, we don't have to have anything. But it's nice to have faith that the Creator's in charge. He's, he, he knows. And he's onto them. This is the milk. You know, the love is the milk. No skill needed, man. Another prayer I do with them. Wouldn't you like the creator, whoever he is, his love to be in your life? Yes. If he loved you, wouldn't you like to love him back? Could we ask the creator to show you his love? Mm, I like that. That's a nice one for witnessing. I haven't had anyone say no, man. Everybody wants to be loved. The basic it's the basic need in the bottom of everyone's heart. So the barbecue says we love you, see. It's just an outward thing. It's only a bit of food. And, and there's no hungry in Australia. But, you know, it's saying we care about you. You know, I walk around giving people bottles of water. You want a bottle of water? Oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, I have one. No you strings know? attached. You're just loving on people. Yeah, I don't want you to be thirsty today. Oh, I'll keep hydrated, you know. And 
And love cannot have strings. As soon as there's strings attached, love flies away, man. Bro, it says given, it shall be given unto you. That's deeper than we realize. You're giving. It's the economy there. Oh, wow. It's in there. It's a parallel economy. We've got this, you know, buy and sell. You know, I'll do a deal or pay for this or do this. But then there's how do you need it, brother? Yeah, I need it. Take it if you need it. See? Take it. Because, you know, we own all things with Jesus. Didn't the good Samaritan pay for everything? I'll even leave some money while I'm away, you know. And if there's any extra, I'll pay it when I get back. See? Brother, I'll tell you, I love what I'm hearing tonight. I'm excited for you. This is awesome, brother. It's fun. It's just fun, man. All of us can do it. And all of us can live in these two economies. Try the one of love. You know, those that are unemployed, maybe go and mow the lawn next door. Volunteer somewhere. Um, help a little lady across the road. Now, last night we were 7 o'clock at night at a lady's place who's in a lot of pain and suffering, a believer, uh, shifting her furniture around for her, helping her house look better. And, wow. I, and I got I got a guy that hasn't even got a house. He's a squatter. And, and, and he came with me and helped the lady. And then the lady pulls out 20 and gives him $20. Man, he grabbed that 20 it's like his last money. <laughs> <laughs> she says, Peter, I want to give you 20. I, I said, no, I don't want any money. Man. I'm happy to be here and just help you. See? See? So we can, all of us can do these sorts of things. Cut someone's hair, wash someone's clothes with them. You know? I don't know. There's plenty of ideas out there. The harvest is full. Harvest field is full. Dude, this is great. They've got They'll a. listen to you when you help them. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. They will listen to you. Yeah. Some of them will come back, and you'll see the fruit of you it. Know, yeah. You know, uh, at Alley's here, they've got the trolleys. You put the money in. This is a good one. It, uh, you give someone your trolley with the money in it. <laughs> Would you like a trolley? And it blows their mind. It's got a dollar in it. You know, the. Get it back when you put the chain on. <laughs> it's just, will it help you? Bro, this is amazing. Uh, I recently heard about a thing called meetup.com. Uh-huh. And I went to investigate, what is this about? And people organize fellowship around a certain topic. Or maybe it's just a get-together, straight-up get-together. Other times it may be, you know... Uh, those that like to, you know, talk about a particular subject or share mm -hmm. a, a common hobby, whatever it is. And, uh, people, it's free and you know, they'll give you a, a place, whoever's going to sponsor the location, a time. There's what, there's a meetup here locally. Anybody want to have, um, breakfast together? To talk about a blockchain technology. <laughs> I said, that's interesting. Or another group, you know, uh, entrepreneurs or typically it's, you Whatever, know, it's, right? it's a particular area. Whatever but general interest, yeah. One was just, hey, Whatever. just, you know, you want to just a fellowship. Meet other people yeah. in, in the area. Make and some friends. new friends. 
Dude, meetup.com. It's pretty amazing. They've got it around the oh, world okay. now. I think I you should that. I think I've seen it. throw that up on mm-hmm. meetup.com. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, you're going to fill up that area Gather. out there. Dude, this is and, awesome. And then people will say, yeah, what happens if it gets big? Well, it gets big. I don't, I don't know. And it doesn't matter to me because, like God said to me, one is important. See? Yes. It, it's just one. And, and I find I walk around at the barbecue having one-to-one conversations. How did your week go? What's happening, man? Like this. <laughs> and showing interest, demonstrating a, a real interest. You know, how often you've been to the church and the pastor just walks straight past you? Well, I'm not knocking him, but you feel a bit flat, you know. Oh, he, he didn't talk to me. Dude, some of these churches are so big, you can't even get to the pastor. They disappear and go back into the green room in the background and have a meal. Yeah. And, you know, gone are the days in and some it, places of the pastor coming to the back and shaking everybody's everybody. hand as they're going out. So here, here I am in the barbecue. I, I, I love cooking curries. So, you know, man, I, I fire up the barbecue and start cooking this big bowl of whatever curry and um, have a great fun in doing that. And I'm there doing it, uh, having fun, just like you would at a family barbecue, you know. Usually the mum and dad and the brothers are cooking it, right? Dude, that's great. I think maybe we've been doing it wrong. Everybody thinks yeah. we got to go out there and bring them into the ch- inside the church at four walls. Number one, yeah. many people are never going to set foot in there. We got a lot of offended, um, lot that, that that are like offended with the traditionals. Yes. And um, you know they get a hug and and they get told you know we love you. And um, yeah, you want to smoke? Okay, uh, they're smoking. We're looking above all of that. Yes. They're, Dude, you're going right to where all they're at. They segregate to a spot. They don't want to offend anyone, so they all sit without any signs or rules. <laughs> That's funny. This is amazing. No, this is showing the love of Christ. This is how you win, yeah. win a harvest, folks. This is how you win trophies for Jesus. And you know what? Friends forever. Look at it like you get someone saved. They're going to be your friends forever. How wow. valuable is that? Bro, that's pretty cool. But we're all going to know each other forever, right? Yes, sir. How powerful is that? Well, man, I assaulted you. I cursed you. I spat on you. You love me, and we're in heaven now. (laughs) Peter, what you're saying, every one of us can do tonight that are tuning in. We can all. It's not not a ministry. It's the job of the believers. Yeah, Mm, I like that. That's why I won't take a title. I just won't take it. I don't want a title. Let me write this the down. title is me. This is me. I, this is the prayer. Could I be what God, the creator, wanted me to be? Could I be courageous enough to offer my soul to the God who created me to mold me into who he wants me to be? Could, could I trust him to do that? Could I lay down my will, knowing that his will for me is far better superior grounded in love that he has for me basically that's what the scripture teaches right that god loves us fundamental these three things remain faith hope love and i believe the empowerment of faith comes from hoping in the love of god now faith is the substance of what we hope for 
to if we hope that God loves us, that's our beginning. Peter, this is pretty awesome tonight. Man, I'll tell you. Cool, right? This it's is cool, blessing man. my soul. Folks, every one of us can do every this. Every one of us. <laughs> you want to know what your mission is? To love one another. That's it. That's it. To We've go been out. given all things to love each other with. That's You know, I say to people, how much is that breath of air you just took worth to you? Did you pay for that? Mm. Try giving up the next one. Boy, isn't that the truth? So, you know, here we can be grateful. How much are we paying even for the air we breathe that we just take for granted? You can shock people like that. Hey, man, why are you upset? How much did you just cost you for the air you just breathe? Isn't the creator who made everything, made the air and given it to you because he loves you? Try God, doing without it. God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus. Yeah. And even if we said no, he would still love us and he would still have sent his son. God will do everything yeah. he can. Give us an opportunity to come to him and be saved and born again. And some will say yes, and some will say no. God still loves us. Yep. You know, folks. You know, if if he if if I was God and I made us and and seen uh, the the end of it like it hasn't entered the heart of man. Yes. What he's got in store. You know. You you love your creation, right? Yes. Look at the animals. You know, a lot of people love their dogs, cats, and whatever. They're beautiful. Um, God looks at us like that as the crown of his creation. So that's the message. We're marvelously and wonderfully made and deeply loved by the creator who made us. Why offend what God's made? Why offend each other? This world's tough because it's corrupted. Can't we just help each other a little bit here and there? Okay. So that's it. <laughs> Praise God. Brother Peter, I want to thank you for coming on today. Uh, Brother Peter sure. is at the store as we speak doing this broadcast, and I'm excited to have him back on, excited for what God is doing in your life, my brother. And many are going to be reached because you because you decided to love. You're showing God's love out there. And this is exciting. Maybe there's someone out there tuning it's in fun. from the Gold Coast. It's fun. Yeah. How can they Come get over to the barbecue, Southport? What days and Street times Stephen do you do Street it? Southport. Sundays at, at 11 right through the afternoon. No particular start or finish time, just turn up. That's pretty cool. Give out your contact information, Peter. How can people reach you? Well, um, okay. We got the um, uh, my Facebook, which is um, my name, Peter Whiffen, W-H-I-F-F-I-N, at Hotmail com or Facebook. Uh, HisKingdomsTable.com is the website. Everything's free. Um, we got downloads and messages there, um, just there to encourage. The shops in Southport, Three Stephen Street, Southport, called the Community Op Shop. And uh, you're always welcome. Anyone traveling, whatever, visiting, come pass, have a cuppa with us. 
Peter? And, um, if God has put it on someone's heart out there to get in on this good thing, man, that's happening, and they want to support so you can buy more food, or they'd like to sponsor one of these Sunday cookouts, how can they give? Do you have a PayPal or anything set up? Um, just my name at hotmail.com uh, is the PayPal. But, but you know, the, the, the shop's doing it. <laughs> this is amazing. It's, the shop's doing it. Um, it's people are, um, some people put money in my pocket during the day. I don't, I, I really just go, man, I'm doing this cause I want to do it. Oh yeah. We're paying for it cause we want to pay for it. Um, some people bring food like the blind lady <laughs> and other people. Um, sometimes we get boxes of different things dropped off from, uh, local businesses and things. And I haven't gone out and asked them. Um, we, we're keeping one lady's chickens fed with all the <laughs> all the carrots and apples and things that dropped off. And but you know, if people want to come and help or or, or do that, that's great. That's great because you know there were, it's a venue where it allows it all to happen. We got the car park there; it's part of the rent of the shop. Why not use it? You know, that's right. And uh, come and fellowship. Come and minister, like. Um, People who want to do ministry, come, minister to the people. You can talk one-on-one -on -one or whatever you want to do. Pray for people for deliverance. Cool. Dude, um, that's awesome. Uh, musicians want to come play. It's, it's just all about like you would do at a family barbecue, a reunion or something like that, see. And just the, the joy of the fellowship of mankind. And... Um, Dude, we appreciate everyone. See, these barbecue ministries, I think it's the way to go. You know, I was, I before you told me what you're doing just the other day, I was told Narita, I said, I, I think we ought to put a barbecue grill out here. Now I got to learn how to barbecue grill because I would probably make the burgers raw. <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, if you're cooking out there, somebody's going to smell it. Hey, what are you doing? They're going to come, dude. You can give hamburgers <laughs> and hot dogs out to the whole neighborhood. Make some friends. Make some friends. Share the love of Christ. Then you get yeah, to talking and get to know each other. And yeah. you ask them some questions. Next thing you know, you're praying Anything for them. Happen. Anything can go on then, see? Because you've got a connection. Brother, that man who came in that day, he was a taxi driver. He said he had worked for uh, the government and he was railroaded out of his job through some corruption oh. going on there. He said the corrupt people are still there, but I lost my job four years ago. I'm driving a taxi. I've got mouths to feed at home, and we're having a hard time financially. Well, my wife said, yeah. can we pray for you? If you ask God to help you, he will. Would you like us to pray? He said, okay. And we begin to pray. We told him, you've got to forgive those people who have done that to you. Were you willing to do that? He said, yes, I'll forgive them. <laughs> and then we prayed. And you know what? He said, he started moving his neck around. He said, uh, something lifted off my neck. <laughs> I said, yeah. Jesus did that wow. for you. Ask yeah. Jesus to help you and watch what happens. Now, you know what? He wasn't ready to make a decision for Christ. He was Hindu. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he saw the power of God there, and we planted that seed. Now, I may not see him again, but who knows? He knows where we live. He may yeah. show up one day. 
It's amazing. We may see him in heaven one day. We may see him in heaven, folks. Every one of us can do that. Show yeah. the love of God. Peter, I want to thank you for coming on. I know you've got to get back to the store there. And uh, have a great... <laughs> we're going two hours. We were going to go one hour. How about that? Have a great barbecue tomorrow. <laughs> cool, thanks. <laughs> and my friend, we're looking forward to the next show. We already got you booked for another hour. We love you, my friend. Do you want to... Yeah, uh, love you too. Do you want to pray for the people before you go today? All right. Let's pray for God's love to come in everyone's life. See, Apostle Paul said, when you use the milk, there's, it, it's powerful. Up until now, I gave you milk, and, and you didn't take advantage of it, he said. But we can call on the love of God and just see what happens. So, yeah, we pray for those who want prayer that the love of God come. The kingdom of heaven come to our lives today and that we receive the blessing promised to the saints through the blood and body of Jesus, the only begotten that came in the flesh. Let God's love be seen and shown in all we do. Let us be the ones and become the ones that God intended us to be and let his love be shed abroad in our hearts. Let every evil, wicked spirit come out. We rebuke you all in the name of Jesus. You get out of these bodies of all the people because they are redeemed by the very blood of the Lamb who came in the flesh. So you come out now in the name of Jesus and allow the love of God to come in. Amen. I say amen to that. My brother, God bless amen. you. <laughs> you too. And we'll see you next time. All right. Cool. Thank you, Peter. Peace and blessing. <laughs> Folks, that was Peter Whiffen. I tell you, I'm blessed by that. Watch what happens over there. They had 50 people to come out. It's going to, they're going to fill up that parking lot. Every Sunday, a cookout. Anybody that wants to come can. That's pretty awesome. That's a model right there. We're trying to get them to come into the four walls of a church. We need to go out there where they are. Have church right out there. Have a get-together. Have a meetup. That's pretty cool. That meetup.com. I don't think that was a by accident that I stumbled across that. There's meetup.coms in every city just about across the globe. Go try it tonight. Go to meetup.com. Put in your city and you're going to see all the get-togethers that are happening. You could start a meetup, invite people over for a barbecue. This is pretty awesome stuff. Well, that was Peter Whiffen, and his website is hiskingdomstable.com. We're going to have Peter back on regular basis. We've hooked back up, and let me look here at the schedule. Okay, today is Friday. Okay, I've got uh, Peter back on Thursday, August 17th, 9 to 10, which is Friday, 11 a.m. Gold Coast, next week. It's going to be awesome. We'll get him on. I'll try to get him on every week if he can come on. Well, coming up later, we're going to have Dr. Erica Shepard on the program. The general will be on at uh, 11 Eastern. This is kind of a light evening here. Um, 
let's see. And then I'm beginning to uh, crank up the booking. Part of the issue was I didn't know if I was going to be out of town or not, so I kind of uh, hesitated to fill up the calendar. Didn't want to have to call people back and cancel because I would have been out of town, but praise God I'm here all month, and we are beginning to build the schedule up now. Okay, tomorrow we're going to have the Hutchinsons on, Van and Sandy, from 7 to 9, and then I've got Tom Mack joining us at 11. Now, next week is where it's going to begin to get busy again because I'm beginning to fill back up the grid. So praise the Lord. Um, all these shows are free. And by the way, uh, have you seen the Mega Man magazine? Many of you have by now. Some of you may not know that it exists. It's a print version of what we do here on the radio show. We get the different speakers to come on. And they send in articles, teachings. There's some great stuff that we're getting. And we put it in a magazine. It's 176 pages. It's free. And you can get a free copy tonight. Go to OmegaManMagazine.com. Sign up. I'm going to update that page. And um, basically, what I need your help in doing is... I would still like to have people sign up on the MailChimp and subscribe to get it. That way they can get it delivered to their email box every single month that we do the magazine. I'm going to try to do it every month. But we need to get the word out about that, and uh, it's free. So I need your help to do that. Um, I'm going to encourage people to take the the PDF and upload it to Facebook. Send it to people. Send them the link because it's a big file. You probably wouldn't be able to do it as an attachment. So send just send them a link to go to the Dropbox. Whether they subscribe or not doesn't matter. We want to get the word out. Of course, they'll find out that if they would like to get a free copy, that's the way to do it. Just subscribe for free. Get on the mailing list, and you'll be one of the first to get it without fail as soon as it's released every month. This next one is going to come out September 1, so we're working on it as we speak. Every day, I look to see if I've got some new articles, and then I take them and send them over to Brother Maxim, who's putting it together for me out of the Ural Mountains of Russia. We're working together doing it in Adobe InDesign, and... Uh, we have just gotten the uh, updated issue one that's got um, the enhanced feature that you can jump to any point in the magazine by just clicking on the table of contents. And then you can go back from an article all the way back to the TOC again with a click. We've got an embeddable link there now. So if you don't have the new upgraded copy, get on the mailing list because I sent it out to everybody yesterday who had already signed up. So when we have upgrades like that, uh, you'll immediately uh, get them. I'll send it out to you as part of an email blast. But we're working on the next one, and uh, we've also got it now available on uh, Amazon. I'm anxious to see it myself. I haven't seen it in print yet, just the, the PDF electronic version. I already got an email that two people ordered it. Now, I don't make a dime off of it, but Amazon does charge a minimum fee to print, and so the price is like, 21 and change. That's the absolute cheapest that Amazon will print it for. I get zero royalty on it, so I just want to make that known to you. Say, wow, that's an expensive magazine. Well, understand, it's 8.5 by 11. It's full color, and it's almost 180 pages. So it's a full-size, you could say, book. <laughs> it's the real deal. Those things are not cheap. Now, perhaps if I had a circulation worldwide, and I was willing to prepay 
and they were going into Borders and you know B. Dalton's, whatever the bookstores are these days, then we could get uh, some reduced pricing. But for print-on-demand, that's not bad. I don't have to stock anything. I don't have to prepay and then be sitting on books or magazines in a warehouse waiting for people to order them. They're there. If you want it, you can have the free digital copy. But if you want the print copy, if you're willing to pay the minimum there that it costs to print that, you can pick it up and Amazon will ship it right to you. So I think it'd be kind of cool. Some have said they're going to get it and put it on a coffee table. Uh, that's pretty pretty good idea. And it's going to even get better and better each issue. There were a few illustrations that were pretty cool I had to take out because when I went to the print version, I realized, wait a minute, do I have copyright clearance on some of these that people sent to me? So I've told the the authors of these articles, make sure, you know, we've gotten used to just grabbing an image off of Google Images. We find it on the Internet, we, we throw it in on our websites and Facebook pages and all this stuff. But when you go to print, it's a whole different world. There's copyright issues, and so you have to actually make sure when you go to print that you own the images that you're putting in there. So I've told people, if you don't own the image, we can't put it in the print copy because that goes up there and people are buying it. I can't sell someone else's image. So a couple of the the images have had to be taken out, but um, I'm hoping we can jump all those hurdles and actually fill it up with some cool illustrations as well more than just like a photo of the person which is what you primarily see there with the articles we got the article and a person's photo but there was some cool stuff in there that I had to pull out uh, from one of the authors because um, I don't think anybody owned the uh, the images we just had grabbed them off the net so um, we'll probably have to commission some illustrations too I was talking to Tommy Kamasi, he's back in Manila. We need to get him some equipment so he can begin to do that. Or I'll get someone up on um, Upwork.com, pay him to draw a particular illustration because that's always kind of cool. You don't want just text. But anyway, we're having fun with this. And um, what I'm just trying to say, articulate here is uh, we're learning how to do a, a magazine. Something we always wanted to do. God has made it a reality now. And it's free. You can also have the print copy if you want to order that. And the uh, next thing we'll be working on is going to be the Kindle. And if I sound kind of parched, I am. I'm going to take a break, get something uh, to drink, play a song, and we're going to be back with more tonight. But I just want to tell you, get over to the website, sign up, and help me get the word out. You can copy and paste a link. Say, the Omega Man magazine has been released. 176 pages. Full color. Get your free copy today. Just sign up. Or send them the direct link to the Dropbox. If you've gotten the Dropbox link, send it out to them. Whatever you got to do. Help us get the word out. We've got about 460 people who have signed up to receive the magazine. We've got about 7 billion people to go. I can see everybody getting a copy. we got to get the word out. Word of mouth. Just like on this program. Get the word out. This is a pretty awesome show. If I say so myself, no, it's it's Jesus who's awesome. And he's made this um, awesome opportunity to bring the men and women of God from around the world, get them on a program, free to listen to. The best is yet to come. We've been on the air already seven years. But the best is yet to come. Just wait. Wait and see. This thing is going to morph into meetups, just like Peter Whiffen is doing right now. That's been on my heart to sponsor meetups 
And what we'll do is we will rent a venue. Um, you got to meet somewhere. So if you've got your own place, you can meet there. But where you don't have a place, what do you do? Rent a hotel, conference room. That's what we're going to do. It'll be free. Anybody wants to come out can come out. Bring in a speaker. Have them bring a, a great teaching, spiritual warfare, del do, do deliverance ministry, healing ministry. We'll get the Elijah Challenge to come out. We'll get Brother Joseph to come out. We'll get Dr. Erica to come out, the other speakers, do their teachings and trainings, free deliverance, fellowship, afterglow, go out and get a bite to eat. Anybody wants to do that? Have some tables in the back where the speaker can put anything out there they'd like to promote. I don't want a dime from it. I'd like to do it for free. And God will make that available. I'm not even worried about how it's going to get done. It'll happen when he's ready. Because I'm ready to pull the trigger. That's that's coming next. We've got the show every day, Monday through Saturday now. We've got the magazine. It's reality. Uh, we're going to have the meetups. And then TV's coming. I praise God. This is an awesome, grand opportunity. In these last days. To win some people for Jesus. And um, you say, hey, I like what you're doing over here. Help us. Get the word out. Tell people about the shows. Send them a link to the archive. Say, hey, go check this guy, this show out. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> Send them the magazine. Say, those people over there are crazy. you got to go listen to them. Check out this magazine. They've got a guy on there holding a sword and a demon in the cage. What? Let me go check that out. Some people don't understand there's a method here. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta shock somebody and they stop and say, What's that all about? I gotta check this thing out. This is crazy. They get in and say, Wow, hey, that's me they're talking about. I'm going through that. Wait, can I have a demon? I better listen in. Maybe that's what I've been tormented at night. And on and on it goes. You plant the seed, some people will receive it. And you have fruit. Some people, they just click on it and then next, they go on to the next YouTube video or whatever. You know what? God bless them. You're not going to win everybody. But we've got to get the word out. And word of mouth is an excellent advertising tool. We may do what that dude did, though. Um, what's his name? It'll come to me in just a minute. The guy, Ty Lopez, there we go. You remember the, the dude, he um, he had the Ferraris in a garage and he had all these books on the bookshelf. And he did a viral YouTube video, got like 60 million hits. I'm thinking we're going to do some viral video on YouTube, do a little bit of advertising there. Maybe some Google ads, free magazine, do a mini mass deliverance, get people to stop, get them to tune in, get them hooked up into into the ministry. And it's free. So that's probably next on the list. But help us out. Um, send out the magazine to every one of your family members. Some of you have a an email database. Or a big following on social media. Send this out to everybody. we got to get the word out. I want to see this list double. We've got 5,000 people. Picking up a free copy of this magazine. Because I know they're going to be blessed. Maybe some of them come out and tune into the program and stay. Well, okay, let me look at the clock. Um, I am thirsty, as I mentioned. I need to go get something to drink. 
So what we'll do now is go back in here and uh, play a couple songs, and we'll be back. See where the night goes. Dr. Erica Shepard coming on at 11 Eastern. And if you got a testimony, something God has done for you through these programs, since you've been tuning into the shows, and you'd like to testify, send me in on a Word document, whatever you want to write. You can have as much space as you want. If you've got a photo, embed it in there in that Word document. If you give me permission, I'll put it in the next magazine. I'll put it in uh, issue two coming up in August. Amen? Or if you've got a meeting, you got a radio show, or you got a fellowship that you put together, you want to advertise that, send it over to me, we'll get it promoted for you. People say, why do you do that? Are you aver- charging advertising fees? Nope. Look, this is a platform to promote Jesus Christ. I'm here to promote uh, the ministries that come on this program. They got books, videos, let's promote them. I don't take a dime off of it. I don't want to. God told me not to charge. No, I'm not looking for advertisers. I'm not. I'm not looking to start a bookstore and take a profit off of promoting someone else's book. No, I don't want to do that. God hasn't called me to do that. In fact, he told me not to sell anything. So we don't have anything to sell. God told me he would sponsor this program through free will and love offerings. God would move on people's hearts and they would give because they want to be part of a great ministry that's free. Freely we have received, freely we give. And I want to thank you that have partnered with me financially. You enable us to do the programs. You have a great reward coming, I'm here to tell you. Now and in the life to come. God bless you for what you're doing. There's a harvest of souls that God's going to bring in. Through these programs and through you. And the missions God has called each of you out there to do. Mark 16. As Peter said, we can all do this. Anywhere, anytime. Show the love of Christ. Love on a a person. Be there for him. May I pray for you? Begin to ask these questions. Yeah, there's some training that can be done to help us be more effective. We're going to do those kind of training sessions here. How to win the lost. How to minister in deliverance. How to minister in healing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. With that, let me work my way over here to the uh, the music. And we'll be back here in a few moments. I think we're going to set up a, a Zoom channel. The issue now is how can you uh, broadcast a video stream and have two people side by side? XSplit will kind of will do that, but when you've got a guest on, they can't see you. So I think Zoom is a way to do that. Plus, that could build maybe a community. Would you like us to turn that on? Maybe we'll turn on the Zoom and stream that right up to YouTube going forward on all the shows. So the technology is there. I'm going to do a test and try to uh, stream on YouTube and see if it works. It would be kind of fun. Get these guests on live and in color. It may cause some of us to comb our hair, though. (laughs) Before we get on the, the video feed, you know what? Praise the Lord. If you got hair, praise God for it. Even if it looks like a Rastafarian. Okay. Here we go, folks. You ready? We'll be back with more in a moment. Right now, I'm going to get a...
Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.